So the Denver Nuggets, they look like they're on the way. Y'all, this has been a really interesting road trip so far. The Nuggets, they're beating everybody. The team is moving. The team is grooving. What does this mean for them as they take on the New York Knicks tonight? Yo, the Denver Nuggets were the road warriors all of a sudden winning every single game, it feels like. Peyton Washington has taken an incredible lead this year. Christian Brown has some bumps and bruises, but what are some things that we can look to to know he's going to get better? And then we got to tap into this New York Knicks matchup tonight. We're going to talk about all that and more here at Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to Locked On Nuggets. This is your host, Swiper, your team every day. So thankful that you all are here. As y'all can see... We are in Denver, Colorado. Denver, Colorado, I will be in town for the Philadelphia 76ers game and the Milwaukee Bucks game. So we'll have some great thoughts around those games after the game, man. But this is going to be a really interesting week. This is what the NBA calls rival week. And so you're going to see a lot of big games uh, happening around the NBA. But, y'all, tonight it's going to be the clash of two teams that are playing extremely well. You're going to have an opportunity to see the New York Knicks tonight. Jalen Brunson is really looking like he might be an all-star starter this year. And then you're going to have him be maybe an all-NBA player. They have a bunch of players in the roster. Julius Randle, OG Ananobi, and then they got a lot of players, Isaiah Hartenstein, that are stepping up into roles and really doing a lot of great things. But we're going to talk about that more. But, y'all, do y'all remember when the Denver Nuggets had a losing road record? Remember what that was like? So, I don't know if y'all know this, but – the Nuggets have kind of been on a little bit of a streak lately. Y'all, in the last 11 games, the last 11 away games that Denver Nuggets have played, they've won nine of those games. Nine. And I think one of the things that's kind of transitioned as the years gone on, they weren't, they didn't have Jamal Murray early on. They just didn't have the same level of rotation for a lot of different reasons. And so now we're sitting here, the Nuggets are healthy. The Nuggets have kind of found a groove. Now, they had a game they lost in Philly, obviously, 126-121. But outside of that, they've been taking care of business. And even if it's versus the Patriots, but no Holly, they beat Boston by two in Boston. And so we're really in a really interesting place. So here's the last 11 games for the Nuggets since they've gone on this run. So they started winning games in Atlanta, in ATL. They won 129. 122, and then they beat Chicago. A lot of y'all remember that game. They beat Chicago 114, 106. They beat Toronto before Toronto made the RJ Barrett trade, 113, 104. They beat Brooklyn in the closeout game for Peyton Watson, where Peyton Watson had that nice dunk and then fouled the three-point shooter on the very next play, 122, 117. They beat Charlotte, 102 to 95. They beat Golden State, 130 to 127 on Jokic's insane game winner. And then remember, they lost to Utah in a game that Jamal Murray and them admitted that uh, they just weren't quite as locked in as they needed to be. They had a nail-biter to the 76ers they lost. And then since then, they've beaten the Boston Celtics, they've beaten the Washington Wizards, and then they've beaten the Indiana Pacers. Nine and two in their last 11 road games. And I think one of the great things about this is this is just preparing the Nuggets to do what they did last year. A lot of people forget 
that when the Nuggets went on this run, yeah, they only lost one home game. And that was a game that the Heat made 49% of their threes in game two of the NBA Finals. And the Nuggets lost that game by three points. As a matter of fact, that's the only game that the Heat scored over 100 points in that series. But here's the other thing. The Nuggets won six straight road games in the NBA playoffs. Six. They finished that run 16-4, and four, and they just absolutely decimated upon whether the Phoenix Suns in game six, where they won by 30, basically. They were up 30 at the half when they won both those games in L.A., and then they proceeded to win both games with the Miami Heat. The Nuggets have kind of just continued to go on this little bit of a run, and I love how they're positioning it now because we already know in the playoff they're going to be a dominant home team. And they're still in striking distance to end up as the first seed. Now, the thing is, is the NBA has gotten really crowded at the top. I mean, really crowded at the top. Where the Thunder, the Wolves, and the Nuggets, and even the Clippers look like they're about to be the four teams that are all going to be buying for the one seed as the year goes on. And if you look at the current standings, both the Thunder and the Wolves, they secured victories this last week or this last game, last night. And so currently in the West, the Nuggets are a half game out of first. The Thunder are 31 and 13. The Timberwolves are 31 and 13. The Thunder have the tiebreaker over them. The Nuggets are 31 and 14, and they're a half game back. And then you got the Los Angeles Clippers at 28 and 14. And they also are two games back of the first seed. And then you get a pretty seismic drop and you get the Phoenix Suns who are five games out of the first seed. Now the Suns are winning a lot. They're winning a lot. They're eight and two in their last 10. They've on a seven game winning streak. So it's very probable that the Suns continue to ascend up the rankings. But I think a lot of this is, is that the Nuggets man have mostly taken care of business. And I think all this road victories, all of the road accomplishments, I think it's helping to the Nuggets to fine-tune some of their process, even the last game that they played versus the Pacers. And Jokic, now he has a triple-double versus every team, every single team, but the – actually, every team but the Washington Wizards, Jokic has a triple-double against. But some of this is, is that the Nuggets were just able, even when they started off a little slow, once that third quarter hit, it was basically lights out. Lights out. Jokic had 31, 13, and 10 that game. Murray had 31, 8, and 7. He has been playing super well as of late. Contagious Caldwell Pope, 14 and 5. KCP, I think, at 12 points in the third quarter by himself. AG and Porter actually only had 14 points between them. Uh, now, Porter only shot the ball nine times. AG only shot the ball three times. So, you know, really low volume for them. Reggie Jackson had 13 points that game. But what's great about this is that you've seen, you've seen, is that as the Nuggets have gone through this year, when they need to turn it up, when they need the tone to be set, they need to get a high-level championship-level effort for a quarter of the time, we've seen them do that multiple times. And so I think that Nuggets fans especially should be really encouraged by this, is that they're now one of the best road teams in the NBA. And right now the Nuggets are 14-10 and 10 on the road. The Thunder are 14-8 and 8 on the road. The Timberwolves are 14-9 and 9 on the road. And those are your top three seeds in the Western Conference. And in the East, the Celtics, they're 20 and 1 at home, but guess what? They're 14 and 10 away. The Bucks, they're sitting at the two seed, and they're 11 and 9 on the road. 
And then you got the 76ers at 12 and 7 on the road, and then the Cavaliers at 11 and 8. So, really, I think a lot of this can be said that if you're going to be considered a contender in the NBA, then you're going to have to have players and have teams that are used to playing these kind of levels and then also being able to perform and get those wins, those 100 to 105 wins, those 100 to 102 wins, those 98, 95 wins on the road, or even sometimes if you get into a shootout, having the ability to overcome a really hot shooting game from the opposition when they're scoring 118 points and they're still able to close out enough defensive possessions to close out that game. That's one of the greatest things, too, I think about NBA playoffs is a lot of this is just about when the other team, especially a home team, has momentum. Are you able to stifle them enough at home where you get key stops and you're able to get into quality actions and then that way you can convert towards the end of the game even if you're giving up more points than you intended to or because the shooting is so high. And I think that's what the Celtics game really showed is that the Celtics are the number one three-point shooting team in the league. They're going to take more threes than anybody. They shot 44 of them. They only made 14. But the thing is, when you get in high leverage basketball scenarios and you have to play like playoff level defense or or playoff level championship level defense, you got to make really tough shots throughout the game. When you get into the third and fourth quarter, your legs are tired. You just have a little bit, you're tighter than you normally would. And so for the Nuggets to be able to get in these spots like they did versus the Pacers the other day, where even if the Pacers aren't the best team in the East or the best team in the West, the fact of the matter is they got down, they didn't panic. Get into your action, get into your action, get into your action. Jokic, three-pointer. At the end of the game, you're up two, trying to ice the game, put the game away. Jamal Murray gets blitz. Jokic gets the ball. One dribble step. I think a lot of this is just how do they continue to find opportunities for Michael Porter Jr., like that corner three he had versus Boston or the one he had versus Clippers in the playoff or the one that Porter had in the playoff when he helped storm back versus the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. A lot of this is just about developing healthy action. So anyway, y'all, I'm really excited uh, for the Nuggets game tonight. Last game on their little away stand that they've been on before two really home games. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But y'all, in segment two, I don't know if y'all been seeing it, man, but Peyton Watson has really been turning a lot of heads around the NBA and especially for the Denver Nuggets and you know, Matt Brooks, uh, writer for the Denver Nuggets, put us something really interesting I think it's important to tap into when we're talking about P-Watt. But, y'all, uh, we're going to talk about all that and more here at Locked On Nuggets in segment two. We'll be right back. So, y'all, uh, I don't know if you've heard about Grammarly, but Grammarly is a great, great thing to get involved in. Grammarly supports your writing, but it's not a replacement for what you're doing. But this is something that can really help you. Like, when it comes to writing, Grammarly is here to support you from start to finish. For over 10 years, Grammarly has been powered by AI technology you can trust to help you across all the places where you write the most. And now, Grammarly helps you to do even more. With one click, you can easily and easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply with suggestions based on your context and goal so you can improve productivity for you and for your team. Now, here's the thing. I, as many of you know, I went to grad school at Baylor. Uh, I got undergrad degrees in political science, philosophy, and legal studies. I thought I was going to go to law school. And you can imagine that doing that and then going to grad school, there's so much writing that I've had to do over my life. And now, even today, like I'm an accredited writer. I've written for different 
uh, organizations. I've written for magazines before, and obviously in basketball, you have to write as well. But one of the hardest things to do is finding the creativity and finding the time. And so something like Grammarly is so important because it helps to save time, enhance your creativity, and helps you to accomplish more as well. So if you need to polish your writing, Grammarly can help paraphrase and help you rewrite to be more concise instantly. And if you need help getting through something or processing through it, this is a great place to be. So start being more productive at work. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast. Download for free today. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. We'll be right back here. Locked on Nuggets. Yo. Yo. Now, if, you, if you've been listening to me uh, since that 2022 NBA draft, you've heard me more times than one talk about Peyton Watson. When the Nuggets drafted Peyton Watson, he had three points a game at UCLA. But when you looked up his highlights, it was like, hmm, there's a lot of skill here. He's like six foot seven, six foot eight, over seven foot wingspan. He's very intelligent per Calvin Booth. There's a lot of great things you can get from Peyton Watson. But y'all, it's not just that Peyton Watson has been good. It's not just Peyton Watson has helped the Nuggets to win games. Peyton Watson has legitimately helped the Nuggets to surpass expectations defensively. And Peyton is a huge reason why. Y'all. When we first got Peyton Watson, we talked about this idea. He could be like a, a Herb Jones archetype. He could be a player like a, a Trey Murphy or something like that. There are some players that kind of resemble his skills that, that the Nuggets wanted. And so Jaden McDaniel, even someone like that. But what Peyton Watson, man, has become is one of the premier, premier wing defenders in the league. Premier wing defenders in the league. So good that I'm going to share with you what Mac Brooks had to say about Peyton Watson. So, y'all, check this out if you can see it. So, Peyton Watson, man, has become one of the best wing defenders in the league. Currently this year, per Matt Brooks, you can get all this on NBA.com slash synergy. Peyton Watson is holding opponents to 40.3% shooting. That leads the entire NBA minimum 300 field goal attempts. They're shooting a full 7% worse than their normal shooting percentages. And players are shooting 52.6% when directly challenging Watson at the rim. That also leads all, not some, not second-year players, not young players, not under 25. That also leads all NBA wings and forwards. He's protecting the basket like the top tier center, elite defender. So y'all, this changes everything. This changes everything for the projection for the Nuggets. Because now if you're telling me that you have a defender on your roster that you can trust in these kind of high level situations, a player that ostensibly can be an elite rim protector as a wing and also be an elite POA help defender, that changes so much about what the Denver Nuggets are going to be able to do even this year. And Peyton Watson versus the Pacers, y'all, he even had a possession where the Pacers get a fast break and he blocks the ball at the rim 
He blocks the ball at the rim versus the Wizards. He blocked the ball at the rim on Jalen Brown uh, in Boston and then followed up with a three-point shot. And what I love most about Peyton, y'all know how excited I get when I talk about Peyton. What I love most about Peyton is that Peyton has truly turned into a player that you can just give more and more opportunities to, and you can start to feel more and more comfortable with it as well. And I think a lot of the stuff with Peyton, man, is that his offensive game, it was going to take some time for him to get there just because he didn't have the practice. He didn't have the reps. But Peyton Washington, if you notice, he's got that little turnaround mid-range shot that's kind of borrowing from Jabal Murray. He's got the pull-up mid-range shot that he's been hitting. He's hitting basically 40% of his three-pointers since December 1st as well. And then on top of that, he gets to the line. He creates contact after rim as a driver in transition. So Peyton, I think, he just has, like, a skill set that screams, like, all NBA defender. And I, I'm not going to hold you. I, I truly think that if he continues to develop, again, continues to develop, he becomes more consistent as a spot-up shooter, more consistent as a driver, more consistent as a pull-up shooter, which he's all doing now. As basically his rookie year, because last year basically redshirt, didn't get real tough. If you add that together, then you're going to get eventually, like, a – 15, 17, 16, 18 points per game player. And that's that's like a limited option. Like this is a player that like, if you if he comes up with this, let me ask y'all this question. You can let me know. If you get to a situation where Peyton Watson is your sixth best player next year, right? Like we're going to give him fully the keys. Peyton Watson, now he gets more isolation, pick ball handling, pick and roll opportunities or spot up opportunities. Instead of closing at the four, let's say he starts closing at the two a little bit or closing at the three a little bit more, or he gets more time with the starters. All that lets Peyton continue to grow at such an elite level with the system that allows for him to do that, man. So I'm really, really excited and really proud about how far Peyton has come because I just truly think that he is just such a special player. And I think Calvin Booth uh, was a genius uh, for grabbing him at 30 overall. And then, obviously, that speaks to Julian Strother. And so this is the next person, Christian Brown. Christian Brown, he kind of has a little bit of a – he's a little bit of an enigma, right, to be fair. So Christian Brown, it's not that he has not contributed at all. He has. And he obviously had some really good moments as a defender this year. He's a better shooter than he was last season. He's more dependable in that matter. But Christian Brown has seemingly it felt like he is just struggling to process a little bit. And some of this is to be expected. Because remember, last year, Christian just didn't have the responsibility of having to worry about being on ball and being a good shooter consistently. And didn't have to close a lot just because you had Bruce Brown. But I think the thing with, with him right now is that he's overthinking it. And now when he drives, he doesn't feel fully confident as a finisher. And then on the other end of this, I just think that, like, when you're overwhelmed with information, and now Peyton Watson's come along really well. He has his role. Reggie Jackson has his role on ball creator. And then you get Jamal Murray playing with the bench unit as well. I think that just really takes away from some of his ability to process right now. But I do think that He's still going to be headed in the right direction. So on the year, it's not great, but he has a 54.5% true shooting. I think league average right now is 58.1. So basically a, a minus 3.6 true shooting. You don't love that, obviously. 
on the year, he's shooting 36.5% from three. You can deal with that. 45% from the field, don't love that. 71.8% from the line, that's better than basically what he did last year when he shot below 70, so that's better. On the other end of this, he's averaging less than a steal a game, averaging one and a half assists, 3.6 rebounds, 7.4 points, and he's seeing 19 minutes a game. So, raw data, not great. But I think that players like Alex Caruso, I think players um, that are high-level role players, KCP, Bruce Brown, these should be the kind of players that he's watching and that he's getting some of his game plan from and just learning, like, if I just do little things like rebound and hustle, if I do little things like drive and kick, if I do little things like spot-up shooting, there is an opportunity he had last game versus the Pacers where – and Peyton did it as well, where they literally got the ball and they had wide open three-point opportunities and instead of just shooting it, pump fake drives. Like, for what? Just, just just shoot the ball. So I think once the game slows down, I think that's what he gets back right. And trust me, I believe by playoffs, he'll be a lockdown defender again. Just because now in the playoffs, okay, rotation, amen. And it's probably going to be at this point, Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, and Reggie Jackson. And then... That's probably going to be the rotation. EG is going to go to the five. So if that's going to be the rotation, I think Christian, when it's solidified and you're playing with the starters, defend, 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 defend. I think he'll be able to do that well. But y'all, in segment three, we're going to talk about the Nuggets versus Knicks. This, y'all, this is going to be a really good game. Uh, the Knicks are a good team, man. They've been playing really well. They've been playing consistently. They just really have a lot of really special parts to their team. It should be a lot of fun. This is going to be quite the challenge as well. So, y'all, we will be right back for segment three, Locked On Nuggets. So, y'all, prize picks, y'all know who they are. They are the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, it's just you against the numbers instead of having thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more or less then a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. So y'all, Steph Curry, they're back. Obviously, the Golden State Warriors were dealing with the loss of Decky. They're back. They're playing well. You can take Steph Curry, Anthony Davis for two blocks. That's another thing you can lean into. Luka Doncic for 32 points. He's one of the best scorers in the league. Kevin Durant, more than 28 points. You can take all of those picks and you can put them together. And Project even offers a reboot policy. So if your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. And for football or basketball games, we've got NFL playoff games this weekend. If a player exits, you don't have to worry about it. Player, player can be rebooted in prize pick. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform with a player insurance policy for injury. So go to prizepick.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's prizepick.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Y'all, and again, uh, we got a new sponsor in the house. Uh, I'm not going to hold y'all. I'm really, really excited about this. So the great thing is that this is Hungry Room. And if you want to try to eat just a little healthier in 2024, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolution by making meal plans easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. Now, whether you're braving the cold or dealing with the crowd, grocery shopping this time of year is the worst. 
as somebody who does some meal prepping, y'all know I like to be in the gym. Uh, this is really honestly a great asset to utilize. And with Hungry Root, you can kickstart a week of healthy eating and get groceries delivered right to your door. Hungry Root makes it easier for everyone to eat healthy. We support it for all the major diets, lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, low-carb, and others. And again, if that applies to you, make sure you tap in the Hungry Root. You can save money. You can reduce food rate, helps you to save up to 30% on food waste each week. It saves you time. You don't have to worry about being in the store and all that. And you get a special discount of 40% off and free veggies and stuff as well. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They got healthy groceries and simple references all in one place. So right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On Nuggets, Locked On NBA channel listeners, 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use the link so they know they sing. We'll be right back here. Locked On Nuggets. So, y'all, final segment here at Locked On Nuggets. We got to talk about this Denver Nugget New York Knicks game. Yo, I'm not going to hold y'all. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it because this is going to be a really great opportunity, I think, for the team to overcome one of the best teams right now in the league, man. Like, again, I know a lot of people might not get a chance to watch the Knicks a lot if you don't happen to live on the East Coast or you don't necessarily care about uh, Eastern Conference basketball, per se. But, y'all, the Knicks are a good team, man. They really are. And they're playing well so far this season. So if you look at the standings in the Eastern Conference, the Knicks are currently sitting at 27 and 17. They've won four straight games. They're tied for the fourth seed. They're three games above the Heat at the sixth seed, and they're three games behind the 76ers for the third seed. So this is probably where we're going to finish. Last year, the Cavs and the Knicks, they finished four and five. And then the Knicks got rid of the Cavs five games last year, and really a shock. I just didn't expect uh, that they were going to be able to get rid of them that easily. And y'all, again, don't look down, but they're going to have an all-star starter, man. Jalen Brunson is a really freaking good player. And while Jalen Brunson might not be a number one option in the NBA for a championship team, which I think should be really crazy just because there's like Jokic, Giannis, Steph, Luka, Durant, Kawhi, maybe Braun in the playoff setting when he gets there. Like, I'm saying because he's older. There's really only, like, seven or eight dudes that are, like, bona fide number one option for championship teams. But they just don't have a lot of those in the league. So, I think the thing is Jalen Brunson is still an all-NBA player. He's still really freaking good. He's averaging 26.6 points a game, 3.9 rebounds, 6.5 assists. He has a 59.5% true shooting so far in a year. He's shooting 42% from three. That's great. 47.5% from the field, and he's shooting 83% from the free throw line as well. So, again, he's playing really well, and this is going to be a tough battle because Jalen Brunson is a little bit bigger. like He's a little bit thicker. He's almost built like, like a football player, like a running back to a degree. Because of his build, he's shorter, like 6'2", and because he's so stocky, KCP could have a little bit of issues with him just because of how well-built he is. Aaron Gordon might be on him a ton, but AG's got to deal with Julius Randle, deal with the backline protection. 
And I think this will be a game where the Nuggets will really have to make sure they're locked in on their P's and Q's because he's a player, Jalen Brunson, that can take you in the post, has a nice solid mid-range game. And on top of that, he's a decent pull-up shooter as well. So this is going to be a lot of fun, man. Uh, the Knicks so far this season, if you look at their player stats, Julius Randle's averaging 24 points a game, averaging nine rebounds, averaging five assists on the year. You got R.J. Barrett, who's no longer with the team. Obviously, they made the O.J. and Anobi trade. O.J. and Anobi's averaging 14 and a half and five rebounds. And then they also, you know, going to have Dante DiVincenzo, Josh Hart. I mean, the team is really good. Like, I'm actually really excited to see how this game goes for them. So if I had to do a score prediction today, the Denver Nuggets, man, they're on a little bit of a roll, and they feel like a really confident team. But the Knicks are good. And the Denver Nuggets lost to the Knicks last year with Joker in New York. Now, they have typically, the Nuggets, played really well in New York. But again, this Knicks team is a different iteration than what the Nuggets used to play against. And tonight, Isaiah Hartenstein, Julius Randle, O.J. Anobi, Dante DiVincenzo, Jalen Brunson, uh, then Quentin Grimes, Josh Hart. This is going to be a little bit of a battle. And I think they're a pretty big team as well. So, and they're a defensive-oriented team with a defensive-oriented head coach as well. I'm going to say the Denver Nuggets, they're going to win this game 112-109. I mean, close clutch game. 112-109. They're going to try to get Julius Randle switched out on Jamal Murray down the stretch of the fourth quarter, like the last four minutes or so. I do think they're not going to botch that little empty side, Kalen Brunson. They're going to get Jalen Brunson or whoever on Jamal. They're going to try to do like a little switch with Jamal and Aaron Gordon and get that switched out. Hopefully the Nuggets don't botch that like they did last year. They ran it three straight times. I think the Nuggets win 112 to 109 today. Jokic has a great game, obviously, because Nikola Jokic. I think Jamal Murray have another good shooting game today. Um, he's going to need to be efficient. Michael Porter Jr. is going to have some opportunities off ball today as well to be a good score and also get to the rim versus OG Ananobi because he's going to be getting a lot of DH action and all that stuff as well. So we'll see, y'all. Different Nuggets, we'll see how they end up playing tonight. Let me know in the comment section what y'all think. Make sure y'all like, share, and subscribe. Continue to build up this Locked On Nuggets community. Myself and Matt will be back tomorrow after the game. And then also get ready to talk about the Nuggets versus the 76ers. Y'all, we'll be back soon. I'll see y'all on the other side.